Hello friends, uh, welcome back to another episode. Today is kind of a, um, I like to think of them as like diary room episodes. Do you remember the Big Brother? Do you remember the Big Brother? Everyone remembers Big Brother, right? Just looking for something, lost it, found it. Um, I'm kind of chatting with you while I'm doing other things. I uh, just got a bath and I'm kind of going through my regular self-care stuff. And I thought, you know what, while I do this, I'm just going to hit record on another episode and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I'm feeling because this morning I woke up with, I mean, anxiety doesn't really cover it. It was just this incredible feeling of, can you feel, can you hear the shakiness in my voice? That's, I, my whole body is like, ugh. Um, it's just like a feeling of impending doom and shame and I wish I knew where it came from because absolutely nothing that I did yesterday was embarrassing or something I needed to be ashamed of but as I've shared with you I've not really been drinking um, partially for preference but also partially because of my medication. I'm taking sertraline now and um, it really didn't seem to agree. When I first was taking sertraline, it was Christmas time. And I spoke to the doctor and the doctor said, that's no more monkeys jumping on the bed. Um, I spoke to the doctor and I was like, no problem, I just won't drink. And she said, well, you know, it's Christmas, a few drinks, absolutely fine. Don't feel that you need to like not drink at all. So obviously I'm thinking, well, it's not something that you're, you know, don't drink on this, on this medication. So that wasn't really the reason that I wasn't doing it. But when I was, if I did have any more than, let's say, two drinks, I just felt awful, really, really terrible, um, both physically and mentally, really the worst. And so I just thought, this is really not worth this. I'm going to just stop completely. And then steadily, if ever I had one drink, I felt a little bit like I'd been hypnotised and I didn't want to ever have a drink. And if I did have one, it tasted different. I definitely didn't want another one. It was a real strange experience. I've never been like a really heavy drinker, but I was a regular drinker. I would have uh, a glass of wine most evenings, to be honest, um, which I don't think is a huge thing. Uh, It completely depends on, you know, your perspective. But, you know, I I was drinking very regularly, but small amounts. And I went from that to just like nothing which was a really strange thing because anything that you do habitually is difficult to give up no matter what it is. And I never drank for the effect, um, but I did. It was a regular habit in my life. So when I kind of got to the point where with this medication or so I thought, um, it was making me not really want to do this anymore. I just broke the habit completely and I just stopped and I wasn't interested. Um, My husband doesn't drink very much at all, but he was still having his weekend gin and tonic or whatever and I just was not interested at all it, it was a a real it kind of I say I felt like I've been hypnotized because it kind of reminded me of friends that I have that uh, stopped smoking and it was a difficult thing for them to stop doing and then all of a sudden they were hypnotized and they were like well now I'm not just not interested and it was just overnight when that was it I stopped smoking um so that's kind of how it felt so I started googling it and I thought is this a thing the sertraline thing. And apparently one of the side effects of sertraline is um, that it can help you break that cycle and help you to stop drinking. It's actually something that they give to um, alcoholics in some cases because it is known to help with that kind of thing. So I thought, well, that is interesting. That is probably what it is. And I really haven't had a drink for probably the last four or six weeks, just nothing at all. 
and then yesterday it was my grandma's funeral and it was not an easy day it was just I did I felt like I cried solidly for about three hours it was the whole thing was put together so beautifully but it really was designed to break your heart and as my mum said later in the day, you know, it really shouldn't have been this sad because she lived such a long life. But I think because she lived such a long life, that's why it was so sad. There was so much life to go over, so many stories people had, the pictures. The night before I'd stayed up really late, it was like 2 or 3 a.m. And I was scanning old pictures to put together into like a slideshow. Um, so I'd really, I mean, I was tired because I'd stayed up late, but I really did feel like I'd kind of gone on this emotional roller coaster with my grandmother the 24 hours before the funeral. And obviously, you know, if you're a, um, I was going to say if you're a girl who's got a dad, but that's most people, isn't it? Um, especially girls with dads is what I'm thinking. Girls and dads is a different thing than girls and um, their mums. And I knew my dad was going to be sad. They were very, very close. He was an only one. And I had that prepare, preparation for myself of like, this is going to be a really hard day for him. And we're not an emotional family. We're not a family who like shares a lot of stuff like that. Um, but I, I really just felt it uh, for my dad. And then we got there and he definitely, I could see it. And then, oh, during the ceremony and after the whole thing, it was rough for me, but it was also like secondhand rough because I, I was really feeling it for my dad as well. Um, so we went on to the the evening thing and I thought, well, I, I'll just have, you know, a beer. I'll just have one drink, um, which obviously then he's like, well, someone else gets you another drink. And you're like, well, OK, I'll have another drink. And I had a few drinks. And like I said at the beginning, no discernible, embarrassing behaviour and truly having now for the majority of this year so far really not drunk at all and gone to lots of social occasions completely sober I've been to parties I've done karaoke I've done, I now know hand on heart I behave exactly the same way when I'm drunk as I as I do when I'm sober and I suspect that this is the undiagnosed ADHD thing I don't have great impulse control I'm quite um not flighty well yeah I am probably quite flighty but I'm kind of someone who just like eh, on a whim we'll do things and I'm not a um I'm just not like a a shrinking violet I will be quite loud and I'm I'm very energized by being around people and the things that I used to think were oh that's because I've had a drink I now know without a shadow of a doubt it's got nothing to do with the alcohol at all it is just who I am and so because I'd had some drinks yesterday I woke up this morning and I'm like so anxious, I'm shaking. And I know everything that happened. I didn't, you know, we're not talking like mega, mega binge drinking or anything, just a few drinks. But compared to zero drinks, I now have this, it's just, it is a sense of impending doom and incredible shame. And I did not do anything that I would not have done. I didn't have a conversation I wouldn't have had. None of it can be attributed to um, the alcohol. It can't. But I think part of it is that I, I never know, like I know that, but other people don't necessarily know that. If I was loud or if I was giddy, that was because I was around people. And as my mom said, it was probably, I needed a bit of a release after the very emotional first part of the day. Um, but I, I can't tell you, can't really put my finger on what it is. But what I know now is that I didn't need 
it. Like, it wasn't really a release. The alcohol did not facilitate that release because I didn't behave in any way I wouldn't have behaved without it. I wasn't more relaxed. And today I feel absolutely awful. And so it's just really cemented for me that this is not something that is good. The only thing, like, I I think I would miss the occasional beer on a hot summer's day or the cocktails. I love to make a cocktail. I don't think I would want to be um, as strict with myself as absolute teetotal because there are elements that I would really miss. But I really do think more than one drink for me gives me this feeling the next day and it just is absolutely not worth it. It's just, it doesn't give me anything and it feels like it takes so much because it really, I mean, I feel awful. Physically, I feel fine, not in any way. I'm not hungover, but the anxiety is a real serious thing for me. Um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about it because I've, I've talked about my um, my feelings so far about alcohol. And uh, I did also want to talk about the sertraline thing because for a minute there, I was like accidentally sober, if you will. Um, and that, that came from taking these antidepressants, which was a real strange and unexpected side effect. So I had already jotted down, I've got a notebook of um, potential episodes for this for this podcast thing uh, that I want to talk about different issues. Uh, and that was one of the ones I wanted to talk about. But it, it felt this morning, I was just kind of like, I was in the bath thinking, and I thought, I really want to talk about this because it's just, it still is, I think, one of the last taboos. Mental health even has become uh, really well talked about, really well documented. People don't feel incredibly uncomfortable talking about their struggles with mental health and um, taking medication for those things, all that stuff. Everyone's like, yeah, I get it. But alcohol is still something. Alcohol, I'm, I'm sure if people take drugs recreationally, it's the same thing. Um, it's never been it's never been my thing. But as I tell my kids, I've never had to turn them down either. I don't know about you guys, but I am from the just say no generation. And I never had to say no. So I can say hand on heart, I've never, ever, ever even tried any illegal substance. But I also can't hold that over my kids and be like, well, you know, I'm, I never, no one ever offered me anything. And I can't tell you as a teenager that I would have said no. I'd like to think I would, but I'll never know that. So I'm not going to, you know, lord that over anyone as I'm better than, because all it takes is one time. All it takes is one time to say yes or to just kind of go along with something and you could be hooked on something that could ruin your life. So I I have a lot of empathy for people who find themselves in different situations purely due to circumstance. There's so many things that can happen in your life. You know, you you meet people um, who've had a completely different life to you and it could have been you. Just a couple of decisions could have pushed you in a different direction. Um, So many, you know, sliding doors moments in our lives could could branch off and take us somewhere completely different and we're just lucky to have made the decisions we have or to have had the opportunities or found ourselves in certain circumstances to be where we are. So I do really think that there is still a major stigma when it comes to alcohol and drug stuff. I don't want to say abuse because it's not always abuse. If someone told me that they were recreationally doing cocaine, I'd have an opinion about that. I might keep it to myself, but I would have an immediate judgment. If my friend said every time she went out on a Saturday night, she did a line of coke, I'd be like, okay, is this something that we want to continue to do? It's it's something that people maybe, I mean, we know, I hear about it. People are doing these things, but it's also something that people might not be 
very comfortable saying out loud. And it's not the same, obviously, as alcohol, or at least to me, it's not. Um, I've always said, I can't imagine anyone worse than me to take something like that. Although I, I do think people with ADHD have reported that things like stimulants in general, it's the same with caffeine, uh, stimulants don't have the same effect on them. Um, so cocaine might actually chill me out. Not about to find out what effect it has on me, don't worry. But, you know, this is just my rambly tangent. Uh, so I, I do still feel like I, I'm nervous to talk about alcohol consumption because it's something that people will have an immediate judgment about, an immediate opinion, like, oh, well, if it's difficult to give up, then you're addicted. That, that's not true. It is a habit. And there is a huge difference between a habit and an addiction. There's no withdrawals. I mean, you could be addicted to sugar, um, but you don't have a withdrawal from something that you're not addicted to. You have, um, and you can be addicted to things that in, in theory aren't addictive um, and you can still have withdrawals from them, but you can still find something difficult to stop doing because you habitually do it. And that was definitely how I felt with alcohol before. And every time I've wanted to talk about my relationship with alcohol, I felt like, don't bring it up because then people will have an opinion. People will say, well, this is a problem. Maybe it it is, or it was a problem, maybe, but we need to make it more comfortable for people to have those conversations. If a friend or a family member of mine had an issue with alcohol or an issue with anything, I'd like to think that they could come to me and um, maybe not for advice, but just to kind of talk about things, just to talk it out. And sometimes that helps. Sometimes it's like self-therapy. I've said it before, but with this podcast, I really feel that way. Sometimes I will be talking about something and I just, um, saying it out loud, it helps you work through things. It helps you um, like work through issues, work through problems that you might have. And it, it's as beneficial sometimes as, as someone else giving you advice. You're just hearing yourself work it out. And it's easier. Some people do journaling and I've tried to do that recently. It's been quite good. Um, writing it down, you're kind of getting it out. And as you're writing, it's just a stream of consciousness and you're working things out. It's really useful. But it, it's something that I would like to be for other people, that if they want to talk about something, if they've got an issue and they really feel like there's no one else they can talk to, that makes me sad because it's that is a judgment. They feel like there's no one they can talk to because they feel like everyone's going to think um, badly of them for doing something, saying something, behaving a certain way. And we're all human. We can all make mistakes. But if someone's actually reaching out and saying, I need to talk about this, then they're asking for help, aren't they? And I'd just like to, to people that I know, and just, you know, by extension, everyone, I'd like us all to feel a little bit more comfortable talking about things and asking for help and saying, do you know what, this might be a problem without worry about how people are going to react or judge them. That would be great. It would be, you know, a happier place to be. But I've definitely shied away from the topic. I've kind of touched on it so often. And I'm still probably yet to fully dip my toe all the way in because I just, it's still definitely something holding me back. Um, but whenever I've talked about anxiety specifically, I get so many messages from people who say, I feel exactly the same way. This is the exact same relationship that I have with alcohol. And I again, the more people talk about it, the more comfortable people will be to talk about it. That's just the truth, isn't it? Uh, I think the thing that I always struggled with was 
I don't need alcohol. A lot of people use it to, um, because they're socially anxious. And so a lot of people use it in a completely different way to me. Because uh, I'm not, I'm not, it's not something, I don't need alcohol to have a conversation or to like go out and be with people. Whereas a lot of people do feel that way. That makes a lot of sense to me. You're, you're um, kind of crediting it with bringing out something in you that you think you can't actually access without it. Um, and so that would be difficult to give up in a completely different way because you've convinced yourself that that is the only thing that you can do to um, kind of get out there and socialise. It kind of lubricates that part of you. I have always used it as a method of winding down, which I've replaced completely now in my life. That's not something that I reach for. It was something that it was, um, I would pour myself a glass of wine as part of my, and now it's the evening time. And I do think part of this might be the working from home thing because there's no separation for me, whether it be my real job or my internet stuff, there's no separation between work and life because everything happens now at home. And so um, I know a lot of people started drinking more in lockdown. That that was quite, quite a thing. Um, and that's probably true for me as well, because suddenly I was doing all of my work from home. So there had to be something that punctuated and now this isn't work time. And I think I probably used alcohol in that way, uh, whether it be the weekend, whether it be of an evening, pouring that glass of wine or making myself whatever drink I was having was the punctuation of um, work is over, now I can relax. And maybe there was a time where I actually felt like I needed that. I needed to do that in order to relax. I've definitely always, that has been my... um, my relationship is that I think it's a relaxing thing to do. It's not something, if anything, when I go out, if I'm having a drink, I just kind of want to have a sleep. Just it makes me tired. Whereas I know that it stimulates other people. That's not, that's not how I feel at all. If I was drinking alone, I would probably be asleep within an hour. If I'm drinking with people, then it's not the alcohol. It's the people that are energizing me. It's the people that are stimulating me and keeping me awake. It's not the alcohol. So everyone's different. Um, but that's just kind of how I felt. And that is a big part of why I was happy to give it up when it appeared that it was going to be something that was going to be better for me. Cause I really wanted to see how these, um, how these antidepressants worked for me. And it was hard to do that while also using things like alcohol, um, because I, I was never really going to have a, a clear cut, I feel like this, if something else is kind of clouding your feelings, if you know what I'm talking about, something else is kind of getting in the way, you never really know how you're feeling and and how much of it is clouded by um, uh, some kind of intoxicant, if that's even a word. Um, So I was happy to do that originally for that reason. And obviously, because it was definitely not playing well with my medication at first. Uh, From Last night, I now know I could have a few drinks if I wanted to. Physically, I feel fine. I didn't feel ill like I had originally. Uh, I'm not um, super hungover today. I don't have, you know, a headache, don't feel sick, nothing. So it's not actually true what I told myself that I cannot drink on these pills because I actually feel fine today. But mentally, I feel worse than ever. 
It's never been a good thing for me, but this is definitely a, a real rock bottom moment of the anxiety. And it's just not something that I, it's something that's completely within my control. I could never feel this way again. And so that is now what's, what's going to be my motivator to be like, no, you can have a drink, but you can't drink like maybe other people can or you're used to because you don't want to feel like this. So for some people, they might think, I don't want to be hung over the next day. I don't want to feel like garbage. I don't want to like waste an entire day getting over. I, I'm with you. But that is not my experience. My experience is, I don't want to feel like this. It's such a horrible feeling. I'm not an, a particularly anxious person, but this is how I imagine people feel who have an anxiety disorder. I, when I was given my antidepressants, it was not anxiety related. Obviously, everyone has natural anxieties, but that's not something that I was struggling with. It was depression. I'm not a, a particularly naturally anxious person. But again, maybe some of these things come to us for a reason. And maybe in this instance, the reason is a little bit of extra compassion. Because whenever I have these experiences of, um, it almost feels like stepping into somebody else's life. If this is how you feel on a daily basis, I have so much empathy for you because it's horrible. And this is something that I can start, this is something I've caused for myself. Um, Whereas if you've got an anxiety disorder, obviously that's not the case. Uh, I just want to say, I really, really feel for you if this is something you're struggling with regularly Um, and if you are someone who's nervous to take medication and it's been offered to you, you've considered, you know, reaching out to a medical professional and getting help about it. If this was something I was feeling on a daily basis and somebody could help me through medication, I would take that because this is a horrible, horrible feeling. And I'm lucky to be able to avoid this. But if you are someone who can't, I'm not, going to tell you you need to take something but be open to it because this is this is definitely something that would um have a a, well not even just have a negative impact on my life it would be I would be impaired it's awful awful so yeah my heart goes out to you if you're if this is something you struggle with regularly but for those of us who only experience it when drinking if you want someone to talk to, you can always get me in my Instagram DMs. I'm always available to chat to about things like this or anything else that you feel like you can't talk to anyone else about. Please don't hesitate. I am all ears. Um, but I wanted to share this for multiple reasons. But like I said throughout, mostly I, people don't talk about it. And I don't have an addiction to alcohol. I don't have a dependence. But I definitely was habitually drinking, which I've broken that cycle now could not be happier about. Um, But I wanted to share this experience that I've had, which is probably not that different to other other experiences, but because I've gone without for so long, it really, I can feel it in a completely different way. And this is totally unnecessary. It's something that I'm not interested in repeating. Um, So yeah, anyone who wants to chat can, but just a bit of a diary entry today feeling absolutely rubbish. Uh, But I am about to go to my hair appointment. So 
by the end of the day, I had a bath, shaved my legs, did the whole, you know, new woman thing. Going to have my hair done. I, I anticipate by the end of this day, putting it all to bed and feeling fresh and brand new. So I thought putting this out now lets me kind of draw a line under it and be like, okay, let's never do that again.